there is a movement sweeping across the land where fascination, understanding, transformation, and the story come to life. Read the story. Experience the Bible. Hey, welcome back to the Pastor's Bible Study here at Desert Fidels. We've been uh, away for a little time since we did the book of Mark and yep. the book of Acts. Yep. And we've taken on a bigger book this this season. Yeah, we have quite a few weeks. This is probably going to be one of the longest series uh, the congregation has ever had. Yeah, not just Mark or Acts, but the whole Bible. Yep, the entire thing. Yeah. Well, I think uh, you did a great job last Sunday sharing with us and, and inspiring us as to why we need to read our Bibles. Thank and you. Read our Bibles. And if you didn't see his message, it's really short, uh, really short message. Just check it out. Here's a link. Uh, you can go back and, uh, and, and get a little more details on that. Uh, this is just a quick introduction to what this is. I'll hold it up for you. And here. is not, I would say, at the same yeah. time, too. Yeah, so you sure. go ahead and start it out. Yeah, so the story is the NIV Bible that has been condensed and uh, ordered uh, more precisely chronologically. Yeah, I'll so talk in a order. Bit more about yep. that in a minute. Uh, but it's 31 chapters. And so it's nice uh, weekly bite-size readings, 20 pages a week, and then in 31 weeks, so we'll start now and go through uh, maybe the first of May. Yeah. Probably. And uh, then you will have read through the Bible and heard all of the stories and all the names of places and people and be able to just kind of put the big picture in the right perspective. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is to be able to help us better understand Scripture and read through it as a story. Now, that's not said to be able to make it seem like it's uh, a fictional element or that we need to spice up Scripture. In fact, uh, the story isn't even there to try to be this new version or replace the Bible. It's really a tool to be able to help us better understand and dig into a lot of the key stories that are there. So not every single piece Piece of scripture is mentioned in there is uh, Pastor Mark noted it is the New International Version as he said so a lot of it comes directly from scripture itself but at the same time it really just serves as a tool to be able to take us through this entirety of scripture and part of the neatest uh, piece of this I think is the fact that we get to do this as a congregation as I mentioned on Sunday and hopefully have all of our people doing this together. Yeah, on Sunday mornings, obviously, our sermons are going to focus on the chapter of the week that we're on, and life groups are going to be meeting, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, talking about uh, a little more in-depth studies, and then we're going to spend some time in the mid middle of the week with you, digging deeper into each chapter as we go along in this Bible study series. Yes. So pretty yep. excited about it. And so why are we doing this? I mean, that's what I guess it gets to like in the, the intro, right? Uh, not just to have our congregation on the same page. I think most of you know it's important to be able to be uh, in the Word. But uh, I thought today maybe we could just look at a couple of scripture passages that really point to uh, not Pastor Mark or Pastor Jeremy or anybody in particular saying, you should read the Bible but why God really calls us to that. Uh, so the first one that I wanted to actually start with was from Romans chapter 15, verse four. And uh, Paul gives us the words, for whatever was written down in former days was written for our instruction, 
that through endurance and that through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. And I wanted to start with that one. I thought it was really unique because I think it fits the story Bible well. So many times we talk about, even in church, the Old Testament versus the, the New Testament or certain uh, uh, characterizations of poetry or of wisdom or of letters or of gospels. And we have a tendency uh, with a lot of things, chapters, verses, to break apart scripture. Those things can be super helpful for us in organization or pointing things out. But at the same time, I think sometimes uh, it detracts a little bit and makes us separate out this one grandmaster narrative or story that God gives to us. It isn't this uh, delivered section of a whole bunch of different ideas or concepts, but it's a, a whole bunch of different elements rolled together in one piece. And when Paul tells the church in Rome, you know, uh, pointing back to the Old Testament, these things were written to us in particular that we may have hope. That really is the story of all of Scripture. And sometimes when we look at the Old Testament, we might think, oh, it's old, and it gets this bad concept of it yeah. being out of date or not being as relevant. Yeah, for sure. So then we focus on the New Testament or the gospel and we want to get to, to Jesus. But we need to see uh, this characterization all together. And so I think that one scripture verse there from Paul really points to the importance of doing something like the story for us to be able to see, okay, this whole story is one story about hope. That's great. Uh, you know, one of the big why are we doing this for me is uh, this uh, Bible here is very intimidating hmm. to to say, oh, I'm going to really learn and remember and even understand mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. all of the material. I mean, it is a lot of information. Yep. It, it's a lot. Um, and there's some of the things like you were starting to talk about, about how this Bible is organized, uh, the 66 books. Um uh, Generally speaking, yes, it's it's chronological, you know, from creation to Revelation the New, but uh, book by book, uh, it's actually organized a little differently. So in the Old Testament, you know, the first five books we call them the Book of Moses or the Torah, the Pentateuch, but those books kind of go together. And if you're reading through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and then you get to Deuteronomy and you think you're still kind of, well, no, Deuteronomy is kind of a recap of mm. the previous three books, but kind of from a different perspective and some different details. Um, another example, uh, well, so that's the Torah. And then you've got uh, the writings mm -hmm. and then you've got the prophets and all the prophets are together at the, the last third of the Old Testament. Then you get the New Testament, you have the Gospels, you have the Epistles, you have Revelation at the end. And so just as an example of uh, the chronological uh, struggle that we have, like if we're going to sit down and just read the Bible, I'm going to read it from cover to cover yeah, yeah. and really try to grasp uh, the story. So in 2 Kings chapter 15, uh, we're, we get the first mention of uh, King Uzziah. Mm. So in the 27th year of Jeroboam, the king of Israel, that's the northern kingdom, uh, Uzziah, the son of Amaziah, king of Judah in the south, began, began to reign. And he was uh, 16 years old, and he reigned for 52 years. Now, the next time uh, we really hear about Uzziah is in Isaiah chapter 6. And you probably remember the call of Isaiah. It's a pretty famous uh, little passage we read in church every year. Uh, but it says, 
In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up, and the holy, holy, holy is right there. Well, in my, I hold it up, in my study Bible, there's 500 pages. Yeah, it's like 15% or something like between that. Between yeah. the timeline, you know, kings versus the prophet who lived during that time when he was the king. And so you've got the writings with the historical books, and you've got the prophets that lived during those times, but all their prophecies and writings are kind of in the last third. Mm -hmm. So what this does, and this is not a thin book by any means. No. But what it does uh, to help us chronologically is, so now when we read through this, when we get to King Uzziah, well, the prophecies of Isaiah are right there with it in that timeline. So I think that, to me, that's one of the biggest helps for me, for other people to understand and see really the big picture, mm -hmm, what God mm -hmm. has done all through history. Yeah, once in a while, I'll even watch a show on TV that does that, that kind of bounces back and forth in timelines. And it's yeah. it's easy to become lost you in like that, those right? Things, I do, but it's easy to become lost in yeah. it at the same time, though, as well. And so just having, again, a different perspective on something can make it fresh or different. Or as Pastor Mark mentioned, help us understand it better. Like that truly is a big calling that we have. God says that he wants us to be able to know this truth. And part of that is being able to understand it. God doesn't give us his word so that we will become confused. And that's part, again, of why we were doing this together. Yeah, well, I'll just use a show like Ozark. Sometimes mm. they'll have a flashback. Yeah, yeah, so sure, sure. It starts off and you're like, you're so confused. Who are these people? What's yeah. going on? I thought he was already dead. Yeah. I thought, you know. <laughs> yep. And then it takes like toward the middle or even end of yeah. the episode. Oh. And like, oh, it's a flashback. Yeah. And you start, well, it, that's like a 20 or 45 minute show. Yeah. But if you're going to spend, I don't know, a year probably, if you were really dedicated, probably longer than a year for just a person. Good solid long, year, yeah. Like to have the patience to get through that confusion and wait wait till you get to Isaiah and oh here we go now it makes sense um, it's hard so that's why I really uh, I really highly uh, recommend this and it's not a paraphrase it is the NIV Bible every word in it they do have some summary paragraphs to help us skip ahead yeah. mm -hmm. and kind of fast forward so we can get through it all in a year um, but no it doesn't replace the Bible obviously uh, but it, it's a different way of studying the Bible. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I said, see the big picture. Well, one more verse that I have too, since I selected one from the New Testament, I did want to select one from the Old Testament too. Uh, it's a pretty common one from Isaiah 55, verse 11. And uh, the Lord says, So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. And I love that even, uh, you know, just earlier on in the scriptures or chronologically within the yeah. history of our world, God saying, you know, this is what this is for. And this, obviously, scripture has not even come to close to completion at this point. But God says all of these words are to be able to go out and accomplish this purpose that the Lord has. And that purpose truly is so that people will become wise to God's plan of salvation. I mentioned that a little bit on Sunday. Uh, you know, we can be so well-intentioned as human beings, but even our best intentions, even as Christians, can still fail. But the good news that we have in God's good intentions is that he promises us it will never fail. And I think there's something for us to really be able to hold on to. It's that uh, picture of hope 
once again, that as God gives to us this word and this task of going through this story, we really become closer and closer in our relationship with him and our understanding of the promise that he gives to us. Yeah, that's so important because there's power in God's word. It does yeah. accomplish what he wills. Yeah. And it's through his word. And we we build our whole worship around mm. that promise mm. of God. And truly speaking forgiveness and speaking our prayers. Our prayers. lives, right? It that, that like you said, that worship, but even beyond that focus of just the Sunday morning of looking our lives is that that our lives is that piece of worship unto God. Mm -hmm. And then we really should have everything built upon that. Again, as we talked a little bit about on Sunday. Yeah. Well, that's really good. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this. Um, jump right in, start reading this week, chapter one. This Sunday will be the creation uh, sermon. And yep. next week will be the creation Bible study. Uh, next Wednesday, we'll put that out with you. I will leave you one last little uh, advertisement, or if you're interested in learning more about uh, the Bible, uh, as far as uh, how, do, how does it stack up to other supposed holy books? Mm. How do we know how reliable it is? Like the text that we read today, how does it compare to other ancient manuscripts that we have today? How do we know what, what we're reading today is what the original authors wrote? I've done another video. It's 20 minutes. You can check this video out on how is the Bible different from other books. And I think that'll uh, you'll enjoy it if you you're interested in that kind of stuff. Perfect. That will be helpful. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited to jump into this with all of us uh, as a church family. I think it's going to do tremendous things for our individual, our, our personal faith, and for our congregation too as we move forward. Yep. Thanks again for joining us today. And make sure if you haven't picked up uh, one of the stories yet, uh, we have plenty of them here at church. We're asking for a $5 uh, donation for those, uh, but make sure you get one so that you can follow along with us. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see you Sunday and see you next Wednesday. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks again for joining us. Remember, we have a whole bunch of content online that we'd like you to be a part of and to share with your family and your friends. So make sure you click that subscribe button and like our content. Thanks.